What is up, everybody? Dark Horse Live. It is Wednesday night, which means it's Dark Horse Live, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, episode 81, yeah, Wednesday, February 9th. I never do the date, but I did the date today, so there you go. Sounds official. February, Wednesday night, Sounds 7 like p.m. Sounds like the fucking news. Dark Horse Live. All right, everybody. Uh, tonight on the program... Uh, no guests. I just wanted to shoot the shit for a while. I have some crazy stories tonight, so you ready for story time? We're going to talk about the craziest dispensary robbery I've ever fucking heard of. Like, the craziest. Oh, okay. This, yeah, you know about this one, too. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to mention any names, but this one was the craziest fucking deal I've ever heard of. Basically, they got robbed at a 80K, and they didn't rob anybody. They just used a cell phone. It's like straight confidence man shit. But we'll talk about that among other crazy robberies. That I've had happen to me or that I've heard of. And uh, we'll also take a quick touch on some banking. But uh, before that, it's Super Bowl weekend, Super Sunday. So let's give away free shit. It's free! All right, this week we're going to keep it up with the King's Banner and the Strawberry Shortcake F2s. We gave these away last week. I'll announce the winners in a second. But these are your two packs. Up first, we'll go Strawberry Shortcake this week. To win Strawberry Shortcake, you are going to have to tell me who wins the Super Bowl and be, uh, I don't know, the after 50th person, and you have to tell me who wins the Super Bowl. So just if you're not a football person, we've got the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. What's the title of the, the subject? Uh, and put the, the, the winning team in the subject line. So in the subject line, the winning team, and it has to be past the 50th person. But if you can pick a winner and I pick you, then you win. All right, next pack. Super Sunday, King's Banner F2. Tell me the score. This one's harder. Exact score or person closest to. But uh, I won't even put a number on this one because it's going to be hard. But, yeah, exact score to the Super Bowl. Send an email. Put the score in the subject line. If you get it exactly right, anybody gets it exactly right, I'll give you one of these. 24-21. 24-21, that's your pick. Who's your winner? Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. You want the Bengals or you just think they're going to win? Yeah. yeah. I want the Bengals to win, but uh, do I think they're going to win? Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm thinking uh, Bengals. I, I want the Bengals and I think, <laughs> I the think it's going to be LA, though. <laughs> but if I had to get a score on it, you think it's going to be LA? I think it's going to be LA. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's at home technically for LA. So, LA gets a home game. But no, I'm going to go. If I had to pick a score, I'm going to go. I think, what's his name? Matthew Stafford throws like three interceptions and the fucking Rams suck ass. He chokes in the big moment, in the big game. So I'm going with uh, 32 to 21. 32 to 21. I don't even know if that's a real football score, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah, if you don't know football, it can only be increments of what? One, well, two, three, six, or seven is the points. But good luck. And if you don't like football, enjoy the commercials. All right, winners. From last week. I said we would announce them, so let's announce them. Last week's winners, King's Banner F2 went to, I think it's Grizz? G-R-I-S? Grizz or Gers? Why do you say that? Gris. Gris? Like Chris, Gris. Gris. All right, Gris. Gris won King's Banner F2 coming out to you, and Big Brian. Big Brian, Strawberry Shortcake F2 coming out to you. All right, so to win, you got to play. Good luck, everybody. Before we go to crazy robbery stories, I want to go to dipshit of the day. It's free! Oh, I pushed the wrong button. I should be the dipshit of the day. <laughs> I 
Chase Bank. Why am I giving Chase Bank the dipshit <laughs> of the day? That is not who I thought. Did you not expect that? I thought it was going to be the the seed guy. Oh, the gas reaper dude? Yeah. yeah. He might make the dipshit of the day next week. <laughs> we got to figure out what's Chase going on in that situation. <laughs> I don't know the facts yet, but it don't look good. All right. Why I chose uh, Chase for dipshit of the fucking day. So here's the deal. I had a bank account at Chase. I've had a bank account at every fucking bank that you know of. Every big bank in America, I've had an account there. And I've been shut down because I'm a cannabis guy. And I had an account at Chase, and they shut it the fuck down probably within four months. They're like super anti-cannabis, right? Well, here's the thing. Chase somehow thinks that they're like above and beyond the rest of us because I came to find out that the state of Colorado uses Chase Bank for their bank accounts. So every time that we pay $5,000 for a license fee renewal, it goes into a Chase Bank account. So they accrue... accrue millions and millions and millions of dollars fucking uh and they put it in their account and they somehow won't allow a dispensary to have an account with them but they'll take all the state's fucking marijuana money and my point being and why you're a fucking dipshit chase is you're not any better than the rest of us if i get in fucking trouble for federally illegal bullshit so the fuck do you you're money laundering, you're fucking doing the Rico, you're doing the conspiracy, you're doing all the same shit because you're taking the fucking drug money from all of us for our license fees. So if you're good enough to take our fucking license fees, why can't we have a fucking bank account? And moving beyond Chase, I could put every fucking bank up in this dumbass fucking dipshit of the day scenario because there is something now that's come out. It's not new by any means, but there's a way to do banking with dispensaries and they call it safe harbor banking. Safe harbor so I'm going to go back to myself. Safe Harbor banking is one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. So what it is is essentially a few banks in Colorado have gotten together and they decided that, yes, we will allow you to do banking here and, and disclose that you're cannabis and you can bank with us. Here's the caveat. I want, I think it was 5000 a month. Or no, I'm sorry, it was 2500 It was either 2500 or 5000 a month. I think it's even more than that. Either way, I'm fucking this up. But they want $5,000 a month to have the bank account. $5,000 a month. And what do they do with that $5,000? They pay an internal auditor to go over your books with a fine tooth and comb to make sure you don't do anything illegal so they feel safe taking your fucking money. Because the rest of us are dirty-ass crooks. But if you give them five grand a month for them to balance your books every fucking month, just so you can write a fucking check, have a payroll account, pay your employees, yeah, you got to give them the privilege of $5,000 a month. And if that's my point being, is if you fucking renew a license fee, the city of Denver, or, or uh, I'm sorry, the uh, state, I think is five grand per renewal. So it's like, I pay $5,000 a year to grow fucking weed in this state, but I give the bank $60,000 a year to fucking have money in it? Fuck you for the rights of your safe harbor bullshit. I'm never going to give you that fucking money. I'm going to keep opening bank accounts one after the other after the other. You keep chasing me, and I'm never going to fucking do that. So you can kiss my ass, Chase. You can kiss my ass, fucking all the rest of these cannabis banks. It's complete fucking bullshit. You're just as dirty as the rest of us. You're not any better than us. And if you're willing to take the state's license money, then take the rest of our fucking money too, you dumb fucks. All right, I'm getting fired up. But uh, yeah, fuck Chase. Fuck banks. Fuck Chase. Um, what else do I have to say about banks? I just office space dropkicked my fucking printer downstairs. I don't know if you heard that. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. I tried to print out my show notes. And, uh, downstairs here? Yeah. I tried to print out my show notes. And uh, 
Finn kept saying no paper, and there's paper in the fucking thing. So I just picked it up and drop kicked it. So <laughs> we need a new printer. <laughs> Why drop kick specifically? Fidget, I don't know. I just fuck that printer, dude. I have fucked with that printer for like a year. I've printed so many shipping labels, so much bullshit on that fucking printer that when it started spitting out like 10 times in a row, no paper, and there's fucking a million pieces of paper in it. I just wanted to drop kick it, so fuck it, I did. I drop kicked so that. So you sandwich. literally jumped in the air and kicked it. No, I threw it up and punted it like a football. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking literally fucking drop kick, like well. you're falling flat on the ground with a fucking <laughs> drop. But yeah, what else do I have about banks real quick? I wrote this down in my show notes that I cannot read now. All right, so no loans. There's no fucking loans from any banks because this is all federally legal, right? So that increases your risk. It's a large cash business, which is another reason why we're going to talk about dispensary robberies. We, we all deal in fucking cash. Remember, I don't know if anybody else out here is a dispensary owner or something like that, or viewer or listener, but I'm sure you remember back in the day, or even still, we go to the fucking ATMs and stuff them sons of bitches full of 20s fucking for three hours just sitting there depositing 20s because we can't walk into a fucking bank with a big old wad of fucking 20s or they're going to fucking know that we're a damn drug dealers or whatever the fuck, and then they're going to close our account down. So the way to have a bank account is to never go in the fucking lobby, never talk to anybody, and just stuff money in fucking ATMs like a motherfucker until they figure out why does this fucking account have so much ATM deposits, and then they shut you fucking down for that. But yeah, there is no fucking loans. Which, in, which then leads to fucking, you know, basically high-risk situations where you have large amounts of cash on you. Um, even using, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, recently the feds have started raiding the fucking ar uh, armored cars in California. So even if you use a fucking car service, the feds will come in, well, I should say will, can come in and take all of your fucking money from a legal dispensary that you pay taxes on and license and everything else. So not only are... Is it hard to get a fucking bank account and keep it? But you got to be careful moving, driving the fucking money to a bank with an armored car service because the fucking feds will take it. That sounds horrible. It's going into court right now. It's not a done deal. They're fighting it. I'm sure they're going to win. But fuck them for even thinking that they could fucking steal dispensaries cash out of an armored car service. After getting taxed like almost 50%. Yeah, after charging all this bullshit that they charge. Like you going to tax me and then rob me? Nah, fuck you. But this, uh, the, this entire model fosters a culture of elitism because you must have deep pockets to play, and the banking system has not adapted. And you will see the wealthy buy all the licenses before those who have the skills. And here's the kicker. They will all fucking fail. They'll all lose all that money. Brands will survive, not factory farm cannabis in this game. I have seen more money lost than made, and I'm cool with that for now. Literally, I've seen fucking dipshits coming in left and right with huge fucking money in huge factory farms. And you all fucking lose all your money, and I laugh. I think it's, it's fucking stupid. Um, so, yeah. But the reason is fostering this culture of elitism and shit. You can't go get a small business loan and start your fucking thing. you got to come from deep money. So deep money is the one that's fucking doing this shit. And that's the only way to play. Now, if you go down to the bank, a regular old mom-and-pop bank, and say, hey, I'd like to start a cannabis dispensary. I'm fucking qualified. Give me a fucking loan. Start your business. Then we wouldn't have 97 fucking million mega farms trying to take over the cannabis world, we'd have a lot of mom and pops in a fucking fair marketplace and better fucking cannabis, but we don't. Anyway, enough with the banks. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the, the 80K dispensary robbery. All right. I got this email today. Let's see if I can find it. Here you go. About the robbery? Yeah, so I'll blow this up. But there is something going on right now. In Colorado, I'll put it over my face. <laughs> it's fucking wild. It's fucking crazy. I can't, you wouldn't believe me if I told you this, but I know a dispensary this happened to. And it says, notice the tactics the scammers use. 
Um, they pose as an owner, manager, attorney. They instruct employees to deliver cash to a hospital or through Bitcoin. <laughs> they ask employees to take photos of their safe, I think, their fire extinguishers, emergency alarm exits, safes, cash, and marijuana projects or products. Sorry. So this is a big, like, b flyer. They've said, print these out and put them all over your dispensaries, guys. Tell all your employees this is happening. So let me tell you what the fuck happens. This is how you rob a dispensary with a cell phone for $80,000. All right, so I'm not going to say the name of the shop because they're my friends. And I, when they told me this story, I was just like fucking gobsmacked. I was like, what the fuck? But this happened right before Christmas, I believe. This was, yeah, it was definitely last year, but towards the end of the year. And um, so what happens is, oh, I think they called on a, on a busy night, but the dispensary had just hired new staff. Now, these dispensaries... I'll just say it how it is. They don't fucking keep anybody for very long. I don't know what the turnover is all about. They treat them like shit or something. So the fucking turnover in these places is crazy high. And this leads to helping this scam happen. So what they do is they make a phone call. And they pose that they are the owner. And if you have a big enough dispensary, say three, four, five, six stores, something like that, they'll pose as the owner. And a lot of the bud tenders or managers on site don't know what the fucking owner looks like. So this is all they, this is all they do is they say, hey, uh, this is, we'll call the owner Sam. Say, hey, this is Sam. You know, I'm the owner down there, you know? Like, uh, uh, listen, I've had, I had a real serious situation just happen. Like, I, I'm at the hospital. My child, my son, just had a major accident, and I'm at the hospital, and I'm not going to be able to make it down there tonight. I need you to go to the bank, or to, sorry, to go to the, um, go to the safe, take all of the money out of the safe. I need you to meet me at the hospital immediately. Like, this is a life or death situation. I'm counting on you, man. I really need you to come down here and, you know, bring that to me, you know. And these new hire managers who know, ever met the owner, it's, it's the simplest fucking scam you've ever heard of, who've never met the owner are like, oh, shit, I got I to gotta help him out, man. I, he, he's asking for some help, so I'm going to be this, this shining pu pupil today. Like, I'm going to get a gold star next to my name, and I'm going to show the boss that I'm here for him. Whatever he needs, I'm willing to do it. So then all of a sudden, before you know it, it's just, it's something, I mean, I never gotten the phone call, so I can't describe what that phone call is like, but they must be able to put on a fucking act like a motherfucker and just be like, dude, we probably got the waterworks going, the tears, like, I need you to meet me here, blah, blah, blah. And then these guys grab the cash in this particular incident. These guys have an armored car come two, three times a week. There was $80,000 in their safe, 80,000 cash money. And they said, all right. So then the guy thinks he's doing the right thing, loads up the car uh, with the cash, and drives down to the hospital here in Denver and meets the guy in the parking lot of the hospital. The guy has a mask on his face, and apparently the, the kid, the, the manager, didn't realize anything was up because he'd never met the fucking owner. So he hands him the 80K, goes back to work like everything's normal. Nobody realizes shit till the next morning when the armored car shows up to pick up the cash. And they're like, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on? And um, yeah, the... The reason we know or they knew that the manager was not in on it, I should say, suspected he was not in on it, because the first thing you're going to think is like, fire that fucking manager, right? Like, what a fucking A, dipshit, and B, he's probably in on this fucking inside scam job or whatever. But they, they watched, they actually showed me the tape, they watched the uh, footage of him figuring out when they got the phone call that the money was stolen, basically, that that wasn't the owner and that he had just taken $80,000 out of the shop and given it to a stranger. And uh, he basically fell on the floor. Like, he, he went limp. He went pale, he went limp, and he fell to his knees and basically started bawling and shit. And um, 
I think he got busted down. They didn't fire him, to his credit. They did not fire the kid. Um, they just busted him down to not manager. He's not in charge of the money anymore. He's certainly not. But the, I heard this story, and I was just like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Like, that's a crazy story. And I don't want to, like, fuck a thief, right? Like, fuck a thief. But this has got to be the smartest fucking robbery I've ever heard. What crime did they commit? They didn't, I mean, I don't know what the fuck you charge them for. Identity theft? Because, like, he didn't come in the shop and stick a gun in anyone's face. He didn't pass a note like a bank robbery and say, give me all your fucking money. He didn't commit any kind of armed, strong arm robbery at all. He asked someone to bring them money, and they did. It's like, what the fuck do you charge that guy with? I don't fucking know. I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of fraud, conspiracy to commit fraud. Coerced or threatened or nothing. Yeah, but no, no threatening, everything else. I do wonder what would happen, though, if the guy that had the ADK made it to the parking lot and realized, you're not the guy that I thought, you know, you're not the owner guy that I know. Well, at that point, he's going to rob him because he got him out of the dispensary. He's got ADK. He's in the parking lot. So then he would strong arm rob him. But this guy doesn't even know what the dude's face looks like because he had a mask on. It was during COVID times. And he's like, and he walked away with ADK in his cash in his pocket and a pat on the back and it's just like what the fuck so that's and when i like i said when i heard this story i was just like that's fucking crazy right that's got to be a one-off this is happening over and over and over again out here dude it's happening over and over again there's probably i'm speculating but a, a dozen shops this has happened to so it's not just a guy there's a ring there's a ring of like fraudsters in colorado calling up all these shops playing a number game trying to get a hold of a naive owner or manager i'm sorry someone and saying but they also scout the shops they seem to know that he was a brand new manager they seem to know how much money was going to be in the safe they seem to know that it was the night before the delivery of armored car pickup so it's like these guys are no fucking stooge they literally are running a pretty massive scam and i think they've gotten that's the thing about this is i also asked myself well they didn't steal any product they all they got was cash right so why would you fucking uh, call the cops on yourself or even the med. I mean, you're supposed to report all robberies, right? But they didn't really rob you. They just got your cash. So it's like you're calling the cops on yourself or yourself reporting that you got robbed $80,000. Maybe for tax reasons. You don't want the liability of the tax. You're trying to get an insurance payout. You had to call the cops to get the insurance claim, whatever it may be. But I'm like, damn, I'd almost be so fucking embarrassed I would not even admit that shit. On, and I, on paper, I mean, you're pretty much, you gave your money away. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying, and like when you talk about what the crime is, I'm no lawyer or no cop or no prosecutor, but motherfucker, dude, that dude stole eighty thousand in half a day's work with a cell phone, two or three phone calls, a few text messages, and it clearly worked, and he's doing it over and over and over again, all over the fucking city. So yeah, I don't know. Shout out in the comments or let us know what you think of that story. If if you know it is a hundred percent true, hand to God. Uh, it, it's true. I mean, you saw the email that they sent out this morning. They're sending emails telling everybody to be on the lookout. Don't meet anybody at hospitals. When I read that on the email <laughs> thing, I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> this, shit is, this shit is bigger than I thought it was. These motherfuckers are running this hospital scam shit with sick kid thing or like playing on the heartstrings, all kinds of shit. But almost want to give them like kudos for the best scam I've ever heard of that involves not fucking sticking a gun in anyone's face and walking out with 80,000 cash. And they're probably laughing their ass off. But uh, yeah, fuck you, but golf clap. All right. So uh, other crazy robberies. I'll bring Caesar in. Sorry, I didn't bring you on the screen. Caesar's with us, everybody. You can hear him. I see how you feel. Yeah. There's Caesar. All right. Um, let me see what else I got for crazy robberies. That's just the craziest one that I heard of. But um, 
Uh, I got robbed. Uh, this is we'll, we'll go over the ones that happened to me personally. So um, we'll, we'll start with the simplest, stupidest one. We've had people come up to the dispensary that we had on Colfax, walk in, and you have all the jars out deli style, like every dispensary you've been to in the past. Dude walks up, looks at the jar, distracts the bud tender in some way. Can you check out that or this or that? And you know, takes a handful of weed. We've seen that a hundred times. It's like that's fucking stupid. It's a good way to get banned from the club. Never be allowed back. It's just fucking stupid. But what I actually have seen, or what was kind of crazy to me, was we had a guy take like three jars. He literally started taking the jars and shoving them in his coat. And then like when the guy came back, and, <laughs> I, I think he bought a pre-roll for $7 and then left. And then like my bud tender was like, I'm missing three jars of weed. So of course we go straight to the cameras, watch it immediately. And I'm like, this motherfucker. And we go straight to the fucking uh, computer system that has all the patients in it. And we're like, all right, call him up. I'm like, dude. I just watched you fucking steal three jars of fucking weed. What the fuck are you doing? Bring it back immediately or we're going to have a problem. I, have to, I guess I have to call the police and have you arrested. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And the guy came back and he was just like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, dude. I'm so sorry. I was just like, dude, like, why the fuck would you take jars? There's cameras all over this fucking bitch. Like, that's just so fucking stupid. But no, we didn't. Nothing came out. He gave the weed back. I called him dumb. I think we told him he's 86. It's just like, that's fucking dumb. But that's a minor dumb thing. I'm sure that happens to every dispensary out there. That happened to Verde. They told me that that uh, guy walked out with a jar. Yeah, but it's like, how far do you expect to get when you scanned your ID to get in? So stupid, dude. So stupid. <laughs> it's literally like, it's not like you're walking into Walmart and walking out with a fucking DVD or some shit. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you show your ID to get in the store. We take a photocopy of it, put it in our computer. It's time stamped. It's, you're on CCTV the whole way. Your car, your license plate, like the whole fucking shebang. Why the fuck would you walk into these highly secure places and try to steal something off the counter? Fucking dumb. All right, what else we got? Uh, I had a back door at my old dispensary on Broadway. Um, the garage, actually, they went to the side of the garage. They blocked off. We could see on the camera, they blocked off two alleys, both sides of the alley. And then they went to my dispensary. It was like 3 in the morning. And they just started booting with, like, sledgehammers in their feet. And they, I didn't have, like, a brick, found brick building. It was a T-111 board. It was basically plywood. And uh, that was the whole garage was framed like that. And they just kicked a hole in the side of the son of a bitch. It was like a hole-in-the-wall gang robbery style. Like, we walk up in the morning, I'm like, son of a bitch, there's a fucking three-foot gaping hole in the side of my, my shop. They never triggered the alarms because we didn't have motion in the back. And we all had was alarms on the doors. And they never actually opened the door. All the shit they stole, they shoved back out through the hole. But the funny thing about that one, which always never sat well with me, was they didn't take weed. They didn't take money. They didn't even go into the dispensary part. That back garage was a small grow. It was like eight lights. It was my mom's. It was a bunch of moms that I had. And they went in, and I could watch them on camera, and they were selectively looking at my plants, trying to find, like read the labels, and they took specific moms. They, took, they stole moms. It's like I sold clones for fucking $5 a snip, and these dudes <laughs> broke in and stole moms. I was like, dude, it wasn't even like super special fucking... I'm going to breed with this, and it's, you know... Was it the banner? Incredible value. No, this I don't even remember what the fuck it was at this time, but I just remember walking in and being like, you stole so-and-so number three, that number four, whatever, number one. It was just phenos that I had selected. I'm like, what a weird fucking thing to steal. And it kind of got me like, is someone trying to steal my genetics? Because this I'm good at this, kind of. Like, is Would someone really come in here just to steal a mother plant? But they fucking did. But in my mind, they were dumbass kids, and they don't understand the difference between flowering weed and unflowering weed or whatever. They're just like, grab the plants, yo. Let's get the fuck out of here. And then they run down the street with four-footers. And fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So, yeah, we patched that hole. That was 
not a big deal, but really fucking dumb. We used to have a grow. I shouldn't say we. My good buddies, Herbal Connections, used to have a grow called The Beach. And it was over by our current grow off of Santa Fe and Evans area in Denver, as an industrial area. And I remember he was telling me about a robbery that happened one time where he got they tripped the motion alarm. It's like 2 in the morning. And he went down there, middle of the night, hauled ass down to his, his dispensary to see what the fuck was going on. Because this was early. This was 2009. So we did, our alarms didn't call the cops. They called us because we didn't trust the cops. Like We didn't want to narc on ourselves at that time. So it was like we were the only security. We'd fly down there. And he told me he, when he got in there, the garage door that they had was propped open somehow. Somehow they got the garage door open a foot or two, so and it was really dark in there. And when he crawled under, he could see people's feet. So he grabbed the dude's foot that fucking was in there robbing, like the, the, the grow. He's holding the guy's foot under the garage door, and the guy's trying to get away, and he's smashing his head on the garage door as he's holding it or whatever. And uh, that guy eventually darted. He did release him, and he did dart up the back, and they never caught him or anything like that. But I looked at Scott. I was just like, you're fucking crazy, dude. Like... He yanked his ass out of the fucking one <laughs> I mean, hole. For real, yeah. I was like, you literally grabbed the dude by the foot? Like, I mean, I would have loved to have done much worse, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, you don't know what you're walking into in those scenarios. It's like, they could be armed. They could, some dude just reaches under and grabs your foot and I'm robbing. I'm going to fuck you up. Not to say I'm a robber, but it's like, that's that startled everybody in that scenario. But I'll never forget that, that he was like, yeah, I went down there and actually caught him fucking in the act and grabbed his foot and kicked and got away. And I was just like, you're fucking crazy. Um, next one. <laughs> Good old employee robberies. Uh, I had an employee who shall go unnamed back in the day. Um, he had a bonus coming to him and I'm just going to be frank about it. This was early on. I didn't have a lot of money and he was starting to grow in the warehouse. And I said, he hit this number. We'll get a bonus. But something happened with the dispensary. I can't even remember what it was. But something happened with the dispensary where he could read the writing on the wall where I was like, I'm going to need this crop to pay for this issue. I don't even remember what it was. I'm being truthful. I have no idea what the fuck it was. But I do recall him getting up in arms before we even cropped, being like, I'm doing my bonus. I'm taking my fucking bonus. I don't give a fuck what the situation the company's in. I'm taking my fucking money. And I was just like, okay, you're going to be like that, huh? Like, you're going to tank the business so you can get your five grand or whatever the fuck bonus you're supposed to do? Like... We're going to be out of business so you can have your five grand. But I also felt like shit because he's due a $5,000 bonus, right? So I'm like, all right, how, I wonder how this is going to play out. As we get closer to the harvest date and we chop the plants and they're hanging and drying and everything else, I go in there one day and I notice a rack is missing. Just a whole rack. It's gone. We used to dry in those vertical drying racks. I'm like, where the fuck is the rack? First thing I'm thinking is like, hmm. I bet I know who took it. Disgruntled employee kid. You know what I mean? And uh, so I ask around to some of the employees. Turns out dude took two pounds and put it in the drop ceiling. He shoved it in the drop ceiling and, and put it up there and was waiting for me to make my decision on what was going to happen and sell the product and make the payments and everything else. And if he didn't have his money, he was just going to take that two pounds he, he hid in, this, in the warehouse. So, of course, when I found out he stole two pounds and hid it in the ceiling, I fired his ass on grounds of stealing the fucking two pounds. I let him keep it as his bonus because I was fucking livid. And I was in the weed was shit anyway that he grew. So I was just like, all right, fuck it. You keep your two pounds that you fucking grew. You know what I mean? Go get your five grand out of that. Good luck, dude. But you're gone. I'm like, fucking get the fuck on out of here. Can't trust you. So yeah, he's gone. But uh, I've had employees steal from me. I've talked about it before in the past on this show where we did a lie detector test on all of my employees. I think I've told this story before. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll tell it real briefly. So uh, I had a safe in the dispensary on Broadway. One day we walked in, 
$2,000 missing from the safe. It's like, what the fuck? It was in from the tax envelope. We used to set our tax money aside in a separate envelope. The whole tax envelope's gone. I'm going, where the fuck is the tax envelope? I had no idea who stole it. I trusted all my boys complicitly. It's like, how the fuck could this happen? I didn't know who the fuck to look at. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's lie detector them all. And lo and behold, all them motherfuckers passed that lie detector. I have no idea who stole the money. It's either they all fucking at that time, we were all like, I don't know, recreational drug users. So I imagine they ate a bunch of Xanax, went in there and didn't give a flying fuck and passed <laughs> that thing like flying colors. But either way, somebody got 2K out of me. It's funny because my employees actually thought I stole it at that point. When they all passed the lie detectors, like the finger kind of got sort of pointed back at me like, you took it, didn't you? And I was like, why the fuck would I steal for myself? And then pay for a lie detector and all the rest of it, try to figure out who did it. I'm like, I'm not going to cover my tracks that well. I'll just tell you motherfuckers if I took it. But I didn't take it. It's my money anyway. But no, yeah, that was fucking funny that the 2K went missing and uh, was never found again. And the lie detector didn't fucking work. Fuck a lie detector. It wasn't in the ceiling? <laughs> No, but I have been checking ceilings ever since. Ever since that incident, I kind of just like eh, checking the ceiling, checking the ceiling, see what's up there. All right, what else do I got for robberies? Crazy robberies. Um. Well, th this isn't really happened to me, but it's happened to a ton of people. I'll just touch on it briefly. The cold-hearted lock changes. So this happened more back in the day, but man, there used to be people that would come in and basically finagle their way into some sort of ownership or some sort of way or work a deal with the owner of something. They would not tell their head grower. And before you know it, overnight, they'd change the locks on the whole facility. So the head grower would show up and be like, what, I'm fired? And there'd be some dude in there being like, yeah, it's my grow now. would be like, well, I have all my genetics. And they're like, that's too tough. Like, hit the road. And they would literally steal everything overnight. And there was not shit you could do about it unless you owned it. And that happened a lot. Lock change, lock change robberies. Um, stealing jars off the counter. Dumpster divers. If you haven't watched our Instagram, check out our Instagram for a plethora of dumpster diver motherfuckers who like to cut locks, climb fences. I have concocted a water sprayer in the face system. So if you walk up to my back wall, I will soak you with water. But if you'd like to see the proof, it's all over my Instagram. It's not two degrees anymore, so you plan on turning that back on? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, GPS trackers in the early days of cannabis. This was... <laughs> is this funny to me? That I mean, it's not funny, but... When dispensaries first started, one of the big hustles was, I mean, I, I think I told you this. When I first opened the dispensary on Broadway, the, one of the very first dispensaries in all of Colorado, I was so fucking scared of what I was doing every night. And I thought for sure someone's going to, first day, someone's going to break into this place and steal everything the first night I leave. <laughs> it's like there's a big sign on the front of the building that says we sell weed. Someone's going to rob this place immediately. So I used to pack out all the weed every time. I would take all the jars, all the buckets, all the backstock, and I'd throw it in my car and I'd drive it home. Every single night. I probably did that for years, probably two years before I trusted the safe and the dispensary and leaving the weed in the dispensary overnight. I don't know why I was so scared initially, but I never wanted to leave the weed in there. But ro robbers knew that. Like all of those dispensary owners did that. So what they would do was they would put GPS trackers on your car, like little spy shop bullshit gizmos, and they put it on your car and they would follow you home and they would rob you at home. And it happened to multiple people. They used to tie you up. So then we used to get GPS jammers. I had this little surveillance guy that sold me my CCTV guy. He would come in and he like, I got bug sweepers. I got this. I, I was just like, I got GPS jammers. He's like, you need one of these, bro. He's telling me about these robberies that are happening and how I need this. And I used to drive around with a GPS jammer in my car so that you couldn't get a GPS. No signal would work in my car. It would just jam it all out, which sucked because I couldn't use a GPS to drive around anywhere. But uh, yeah, I, I used it for years because I thought someone was going to GPS track me back to my shithole house and rob me there which never happened, but it happened to plenty of people. Um, fake 
cop robberies. This is a big thing in like Cali. I'm sure it happens everywhere, but more and more, the way that dispensaries are robbed in the broad daylight is they pretend to be cops. They just walk in with fake badges and line everybody up on the wall, put them in zip tie cuffs, tell them to face down on the wall, and they start fucking ransacking the safe and the jars and everything else. And I would think about generally about halfway through those robberies, everybody starts to figure out, wait, these aren't fucking cops. What the fuck are you going to do? You're tied up. You're on the fucking ground. Um, and this would happen more, I think, pre-legalization in California, where it was the pre-ICOs or before pre-ICO dispensaries. But, man, everyone was scared of the cops to death, and, it was, or, and especially the feds. So if the feds showed up at your shop, you're, you're not going to fight back. You're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, like, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm on the ground. And if you believe that motherfucker was a fed, he's got free reign in your whole shop for as long as he wants you tied up on the ground, dude. And that happened a lot. So that was that was crazy dispensary. It never happened to me, but I certainly heard of it happening to a lot of people in California, particularly. Some shit like that happened to me in New York. Fake cops? They had seven real cops at the fucking door, but they had like a fake warrant, and they didn't want to give me a copy of it. They didn't really show it to me so I could read it. They just flashed me a fucking paper as they're fucking walking into my apartment. Fucking fake, fake warrant. Yeah. yeah. So they steal much shit. Half a pound of weed. That's about it. <laughs> See, yeah, fake cop robbery, man. Uh, the last one I have is the guys across the street. The guys across the street got robbed at the ceiling. And this is common. Um, I feel like I'm giving tips on how to successfully rob people. So don't fucking rob anybody. If you watch this show, please don't be a robber. But uh, yeah, um, the guys across the street had like cinder block building, reinforced everything, floodlights to the max, fucking barbed wire on the fences, everything. And then all it took was these dudes came one night. And they went on the roof with some big-ass fucking circular gas-powered saw. And within like 10 minutes, they cut a big square in the roof and then dropped right in and fucking cleaned that place out directly across the street. Homie's at a dispenser in L.A. He had to put like metal fucking frame on the whole roof just That's for that shit. What this guy did is after he got robbed, I looked back like a week later and dude had fucking floodlights all over the roof. He had razor wire. It looked like a prison on his roof, like three rolls <laughs> of razor wire on his roof and everything else. And then, believe it or not, like two weeks later, the fire department showed up and they're like, you can't do any of this shit, dude. You got to take all the razor wire down. All that shit's illegal. And now it's back to inviting for a robbery because code won't allow you to protect your fucking business from a simple cut, smash and grab job. But uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say robberies are like super prevalent. It's not like... Um, prevalent. Pre- prevalent. What I... Pre- prevalent? Prevalent. Prevalent. But yeah, so <laughs> I don't think it happens all the fucking time. If it was, it would be on the news because these motherfuckers love to tell you anything negative about cannabis and what, how it fucking ruined your town. Look at all these robberies. Fuck that. Those are the ones that get reported. Yeah, the, dude, they, banks get robbed 10 times more than dispensaries. I don't have the facts. I'm talking out of my ass, but it fucking happens. And they don't put bank robberies on the news because they don't want you to know about it. But if a fucking dispensary got robbed, they're putting that shit on the fucking news immediately. There was that security guard that got killed. Remember over here in Aurora? It was like the only death I think that ever happened in Colorado dispensaries so far is there was a strong arm robbery. They came in and I think the security guard shot back and they returned fire and they killed that security guard. It was a fucking sad deal. But uh, yeah, there's only been one really like, you know, assault rifle style robbery in all of 12, 15 years of cannabis and legal cannabis in Colorado. So no, I don't think that robberies are super common. If anything, it's inside jobs, pissed off employees. It's fucking, I don't know, it's crimes of opportunity. 
Uh, there was a dispensary down the way on Broadway from us, the Green Dragon or Green something. It's gone now. Green Depot. It's not the same. It's not there anymore. But uh, they it's had still a. There. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. fuck. I'm outing you. They had a bad habit in 2009 of leaving their back door open. They would just prop it with a brick to let some airflow in the back of the shop or whatever the fuck. And like, all that, that was. <laughs> They got robbed. You just walked right up, went in right in the back door and fucking robbed them all. It was just like, well, duh, you know? But that was at that time where it was a little bit more sketchy. But yeah, I don't know. That's true. They don't all get reported. And I think that people don't report these robberies because it creates more problems. The thing is, is it's bad enough you get robbed, right? Now you feel your security's vulnerable. You feel a little bit insecure. Like, you don't want them to come back. And you're also pissed. Maybe you do want them to come back so you can fuck them up. But it's just sort of like you're angry you're out money, you're probably in a financial fucking situation now, and it's just like, you know, a lot of guys don't report that. And it makes the state will make it worse on you. They'll come down, the state will come down and be like, well, what's your security protocols? They don't give a fuck you got robbed. They want to crawl up your ass and maybe write you a ticket for not having proper security protocols in place. And it's like, fuck, the last thing I need is another fucking ticket from you assholes. After I just got fucking robbed, of course I'll try to tighten up my shit. But it's like... I don't, they don't, the, the state doesn't come in and be like, oh, we're so sorry you got robbed. They're like, no, what the fuck? Why'd you get robbed, asshole? Well, what the fuck? You know, let's see your security tape. I want to review it and see where you're loose on security. So if you didn't do everything according to our pre written 300 page manual of rules, I'm going to write you a fucking fine on top of your robbery. It's like, man, fuck off. Well, would you call anybody in if they're going to write you a fine on top of getting robbed? No, like I wouldn't. But uh, that's me. I don't so know. go and rob that person's house and, you know, just tell them, yeah, just, you know, get a fine. <laughs> that's the thing with the dispensary robbery that happened in the ADK in the parking lot of the hospital. I was like, that wasn't at the shop. I was like, I don't know that I'd be, I'd be so inclined to tell anybody about that. But I did have an incident where um, we fronted like 14 grand worth of product, a bunch of hash and other things to a shop. And they got, I actually went to Puerto, or Costa Rica. I was in Costa Rica, first time ever chilling on the beach. Checking in a new country, going through the cloud rainforest bullshit, and my phone fucking is going off text talking about the shop that we just fronted that owed us money that was due on a net ten just got robbed and they showed us the footage and blah blah and it was a real robbery and we didn't get paid on that product for I mean we I didn't want to be like the biggest dick and be like fuck you pay me you know what I mean oh you got robbed fuck you pay me some good fella shit no it was like oh uh, you got robbed fuck. I still need you to pay me though. And it was like, I'll give you some time. I give you some time. And you know, I don't know. I got annoyed with them and I didn't want to be, but it was just like, fucking hey, now I got to wait six months to get my 14 grand back so you can slow sell off shit and try to make money off other shit. I'll, I'll give you more products so you can try to make money off that to pay me back more. It's the same classic thing in drug dealing when you gave somebody a pound back in the black market and they got busted or robbed or whatever it may be. And they come back to you and they're like, I got no money and the pound's gone. And you're like, should I give him more weed and let him work it off, or should I tell him to get fucked? And you just you got to make those decisions based on how you feel with the people that you're dealing with. Um, any other crazy robberies I could think of? I think that's my list. Yeah, you, you got any crazy robberies you ever heard of? Cannabis specific robberies. Oh yeah, holy shit, fucking um <laughs> what was it? It was at the it was in San Bernardino actually. It was uh well, I think it it was Dying Breed or somebody that they had a fucking trailer like full of fucking like seeds and fucking like merch. Robbed the trade show. Not at the trade show, but I guess they followed these people back to the hotel that they were at, found out which trailer it was that they were fucking leaving everything in, and then robbed the trailer. No shit. Right before the second day, I believe, or some shit like that. 
that sucks. That's a rough one. But yeah, imagine that fucking people following you back to fucking wherever you're sleeping and you wake up and your fucking trailer of all your merch is gone. That would fucking suck. That reminds me of the um, first ever high times in Denver, Colorado. First ever one in America, I believe, that they did. No. It wasn't? No, first one in America was San Francisco 2010. Well, fuck them then. Second one. But Denver, we had a, a cannabis cup in Denver. First one in Denver. And um, it was a wild. It was the best one. We all got smoked there and shit. It was just wild. But uh, after the, like during the awards ceremony, literally, when everyone was in the warehouse area, like smoking weed, listening to the awards, dude backed up a semi truck into like a, like a big tractor trailer. It was converted into a grow. And it had like lights in it and fucking tables and all kinds of shit. And it was like a mobile grow room. And you could plug it in with this big power thing into like a generator and grow with it or whatever. And somebody just jacked it. They just literally backed up and hooked on and drove away. And I remember right after the thing, everyone was like, reward, $50,000 reward for anybody who sees this semi-truck trailer. And I was just like, wow. Imagine bringing your new product that you're going to showcase at the Cannabis Cup. And it's a fucking, it's on wheels. And you wheel it in there, buy a booth. Go to the award show, come back, and the whole fucking thing's gone. Yikes. Like, yikes. It was a stupid idea anyway. Who the fuck wants to grow weed in a semi-truck? Like, I don't understand it. I mean, I guess if you're going to leave it parked on, like, on your property or something. Or bury I that bitch. I remember seeing in, like, high times, people used to just, like, buy, like, old, like, school buses or, like, ambulance, and then just, like, leave it on their property and then put, like, four lights in that shit and just, like, fucking grow weed. <laughs> when it comes to robberies, though... My only advice if you've ever been robbed or go through a robbery is immediately before you, like, obviously accuse anybody of your friends, but immediately look inward. It's almost always someone you know, someone close to you, someone who knows what it was. It's, it's very unlikely that, you know, particularly like a home grower or something, it's very unlikely that a guy's just going to, like, walk by, smell weed, and be like, I'm going to rob that house. He has no idea what's in there. But the guy you hired to trim that you don't know very well, he does. And he'll come back and rob. He'll tell his friends and shit. It's just... Generally, it's someone around you, unfortunately. Got to keep them circle small. Keep the circle tight. All right. I think that's all we got, man. Might have to wrap her up a little early this week. I'll talk about uh, the Grower's Choice sponsors. Sponsors of the program. Sponsor bar. So, real quick... Um, We'll go to Verde real fast. So I have our menu on darkhorsegenetics.com. If you want to buy flour online in Colorado, you can go online to darkhorsegenetics.com. You can go to the menu, and you can buy flour right now and go pick it up. I'd word that a little bit more specifically because you know there's going to be people like from outside of Colorado. You need to. Colorado. I mean, I don't care if you buy it. You're never going to pick it <laughs> up. <laughs> but uh, you got to be. Don't ship. You got to be. Yeah, we, there ain't no shipping. This ain't no trap fest. This is a legal dispensary <laughs> in Denver, Colorado. Two locations, Denver and Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to buy Dark Horse Flower, you can buy it online and pick it up in person in Denver or Boulder, Colorado. You must be here to pick it up. And it's probably legally smoked here. Ain't no shipping going on. But uh, yeah, check out Verde, everybody, our exclusive partners. We're really happy and stoked with this so far. It's gone really well so far. Um, we have pre-packed glass jars over there now, so check them out. And um, you know off the top of your head what strains we have? Put you on the spot. Uh, what was it? Runs, Cushman's, Blue Garlic, Larry Walker OG. Yeah, Larry's fire. The Larry Walker OG is fire. Uh, let's see. White Runs, Sweet Thing. That's all I know. Nice. So go pick them up if you want them. Now let's talk Grower's Choice. 
they sent me. I asked them to send me a little script so I can say something, you know, smart about them. Let's see if I see what they asked me to say. Um, well, they've been in business. Growers Choice Grow Lights have been in business some 2015, based out of Southern California. They are the manufacturer and distributor, making one of the leaders in continuous, making them one of the leaders in continuous innovation, proven re- results, and top quality customer service. Growers Choice have always been friends and avid supporters of the cannabis industry. We work with a lot of people from two by f- two by four tent growers, all the way up to commercial facilities, collecting data and continuing to improve our products and customer experience. And that is fucking true. They work with our homies Ninja, who's got the dojo and a few little tents and some grow rooms, small little grow room areas. And they work with us up to, they just hooked it up with fucking like 100 lights, like a massive commercial build out. And why did they hook it up with 100 lights? Well, we got a new warehouse, folks. I think I teased it last week, but I went ahead and Dark Horse is doubling its size in operation, basically. We are literally building a brand new facility right next door. And it's going to be um, forty, uh, just a forty light little grow room that we're going to use exclusively for breeding. Caesar's up first in the room, actually. That's uh, breaking news. Caesar's going to do a first run in the new facility, probably in about two weeks. We're going to fire that fucker up. Shout out to BK Roller, who's helped me build this son of a bitch. Uh, we have literally demoed out so much bullshit for the past two weeks. My knuckles are all fucking busted up and blistered, and let's just say knocking out a fucking drywall drop ceiling out of an old fucking warehouse that was built in like the 40s and 50s and shit. How much bullshit dust and crap I've huffed in my fucking lungs. I've, I feel like I've eaten a pound of fucking 1950s dirt and I've got <laughs> fucking gypsum shit in my hair for fucking weeks and I don't know. But we we demoed the fuck out of that some bitch. We hung up fucking a bunch of drywall. We got an electrical coming in. AC's coming in. 10 tons. 100 lights. Fucking hey, we, we built this some bitch faster than you can fucking dream this is pimp your grow room on steroids fucking ultimate home makeover shit and uh yeah of course i'm gonna have to go in a little bit after the fact to get permits get it all licensed up but it's coming it's coming fast and furious and um i don't have to thank everybody who watches this program i realize i've become somewhat of a brand whore shout out floor flex shout out uh for the sponsorship but shout out uh, uh grower's choice but man it's uh you know the uh, the ability to leverage the fact that uh, people I don't know, watch the program and maybe listen to what we say um, is huge for us because I'm not a massive fucking, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a super fucking rich. I do okay. We make a little bit of money, but I ain't fucking like balling out of control. I was doing way better in 2009 than I'm doing in 2020, but I'm happier now. But either way, with the ability for these guys to come in and hook up something like 100,000 fucking lights, no, I don't have 100 grand to buy new lights. So the fact that these guys are willing to do that, a huge shout out to Grower's Choice. I'm beyond thankful and it keeps me on the cutting edge, keeps me innovative. And I have to thank Grower's Choice, but more than Grower's Choice, I have to thank everybody who watches the show who's been a part of this journey. This has been really cool to build this podcast. I never wanted to be a podcaster, but the one thing that I like about it is that we've created our own audience. Like it's it's our people, it's our crew, it's Dark Horse Nation out there. And like we've built this. If you don't like us, you don't fucking watch us. But if you're into the show and you support us, like I appreciate you guys watching every week. If you didn't watch every week, there's no fucking way Grower's Choice would give me a hundred grand worth of fucking lights. So one hand washes the other, and yeah, it doesn't happen without all the viewers, all the listeners. So thank you guys. Check out Grower's Choice. Grower's again. The lights are coming tomorrow. Big semi truck. Fucking I think it was twelve thousand pound freight load. So yeah, put on your fucking. I don't know. Get a good night's rest because we got a lot of unloading to do tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, so um, we got that new uh, 720 ROI. I like it's called ROI, return on investment is what I call that, son, bitch. That's the name of it? Yeah, ROI, ROI, ROI 720. <laughs> Get you that ROI 720. We got 100 of them, sons of bitches. I will report back my findings. Daz Mefesto got hooked up from Grower's Choice. Shout out to Daz, who's got a drop coming up on Valentine's Day, I believe. So get your premiums. Get your premiums. Get on that drop. But Daz is rocking fucking Grower's Choice. And I before I even did the deal, because this is one thing I will say about sponsorships too, is I don't just take fucking money. I, I'm the opposite when it comes to sponsorships. I go out to the people whose shit I want, and I say, give me free shit. I don't want your money. I want your product, and I'm going to promote you. So I don't, I'm not trying to do this podcast to get money. I'm doing this podcast to get doper shit for our grow to have better products to sell. And it's fucking, in that sense, it works beautifully. But uh, yeah, Daz is uh, another, I called up Daz and I was like, yo, dude, you got the Grower's Choice ROI fucking 720s. What do you think, dude? And he's like, fucking best seed seed run that I've gotten so far. Most seeds I've gotten. And I was like, sold. Send them the fuck over. Send them over, Grower's Choice. Shout out, Rob. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, that's enough whoring out for Grower's Choice and Floraflex and uh, Verde, age-old unpaid plug. I did send a fucking email out to age-old, and I was like, bro, they dude, won't. bro. I was like, because he sent me free shit in the past. He's like, hat. Yeah, remember I gave it to you. He, no, he sent me like, uh, <laughs> okay. he sent me like five gallon. Just like five years ago, he sent me like okay. five gallon jugs because I was helping out. Like, whenever somebody wanted help with growing with age-old, the age-old people would send them my email and I would answer their customer service and shit and try to help them out. So it's been years. It's not like I do it all the time. But I hit them on an email up to my contact and I was like, dude, bro, we fucking tell everybody we love age-old. It's non-paid plug. I was like, I don't even want any money. I was like, I want you to be a sponsor on the program. Just send me a five-gallon of age-old a month. Hit ghosted up, me. Hit up Earth Juice. Ghosted me. I don't, I'm still going to use age-old. I love you, boys. So you can ghost me. I still love you. I'll, I'll still buy my shit, I guess. <laughs> but it's cool. No. All right, everybody. Um, that's the show. Super Bowl Sunday. You got anything before we get out of here, Cease? Uh, Let's see. More details on the clone drop coming soon. If anything, I'll probably have a date for y'all by the end of the week. Word. Yeah, clone drop coming soon. Caesar and I are going to head out to New York to go check out some locales and then come back and do a clone drop. So, uh, yeah, there might be another announcement. Something about New York City happening up pretty soon. So stay tuned, dude. Exciting shit happening. Until next week, enjoy the Super Bowl and uh, enjoy the soulful sounds of Stone Ninja. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Peace, everybody. Okay, thank you for watching Dark Horse Genetic Live. Okay, hopefully you learned something, you know. You're very smart after this. You get the Dark Horse Genetic, you grow, go like a 10-pound plant, you know, 10-pound per light. You'll be the number one dragon star, you know? You're the dragon star fucking weed grower, you know? Shit, man. Goddamn. Let go. Can't fuck with this shit, bitch. <laughs>